Hi guys, welcome to another episode on the Queen with a Difference podcast. And in today's episode, we have our guest with us, Oyedele Olubuku Michael, and he will give answers to every of our questions on the topic, the role of God's fear in sexual purity. You don't want to miss out on this because these questions are are things that you would like to hear and trust me it is going to be the beginning of a turnaround for one two three four persons and you no doubt so stay tuned to the end while you enjoy the conversation now okay. when we talk about the fear of God, um I, I i know that you started with the fact that we are seeking to believe us and um, you mentioned that people are listening to this as you know Christians. What about people who are not Christians? How do they come down to fearing God? Like fearing God, or let's say this kind of fear, because I'm sure there's there's so many Christians that are fearing God the wrong way, or have the fear of God the wrong way. They want to cringe when they hear God. They cannot even you know face Him as Father. Or so they have the guilt still residing in them. They are not doing it the right way in the sense that, you know, they are not referencing him. They are not, you know, fearing him, considering his beauty, considering his glory, considering his love for us. The fact that he even went to the cross to die for us. You know, some people yeah. are not seeing that kind of fear. They are seeing the other kind of fear. So, what do you think? How do you? How 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 do we come to this point? Of hearing God the right way, either as a believer or somebody that is not a believer. All right. Um, let me start with um, the unbeliever. Okay, so it's a good thing that you are pointing this out now. Be able to, um, okay, we'll be able to make it clear. So to the unbelievers, the truth of the matter is that the kind of fear that the unbeliever have that we are talking about here is not fear. of God is the fear of condemnation because if they only know their stance before God though the Bible says in the place we were reading uh, today, Psalm 7 Psalm 7 verse, uh, verse 11 God judges the righteous is angry with the wicked every day God is angry with the wicked every day. Verse 12 says, if he will turn, if the wicked will not turn, God will wet his sword, he has bent his bow, it ready. Verse 13, he has also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordained So this is their stance before angry with the wicked. I think in some, so God abhors the wicked. A boy. a boy is like uh, is a god of God eating the, the wicked. God eats the wicked. So I feel there's nobody that will hear this not um, want. So they understand their position before God. But however, is the there is that they need to know that this fear they supposed to have for God to run away from Him. God, however, is now also putting an invitation to them to say, you are supposed to come to him. He's asking, saying that, are you tired 
of where you you found yourself doing what you have not supposed you are not supposed to do over and over again and you are tired it's true that god is we justice side at the same time he's extending his love and he's saying to him come to him turn your back return to him and if you will return then with this fear then that is when you will come to understand he will forgive your sins he will accept you into the king to be removed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of their son because of darkness the bible made us know in romans 1 it's in that the wrath of god is being revealed it is because of that they are afraid but now you enter the kingdom of god's son and you are accepted loved and because you are accepted this automatically leaves now begin to understand that um one being that cannot be approached it is not is not one being that cannot that we cannot relate with it's not one being that we are supposed to speak we hide behind the blanket or we cover ourselves up and all that so we will now begin to understand that so that will now make me enter the other part of it that for us let me remind that what we have been taught often is um the part that okay uh, god is eating and is just and all of that but now we need to understand that this attribute of they are intertwined so the attribute of god we make us uh we give us an understanding or um help us to correctly know our him what do i mean by like that now if we talk about the love of god the love of god is an attribute of his that god is then we say god is we say god is holy this the attribute but they are explains the other then if i ask what kind of love does god ask for love so i begin to mash the for me to understand what kind of attributes it is i don't know if you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. yes all right so the love holy love the love of god is an immutable love the love of god is death love the love of god is omnipotence love the love of god is a uh, omnipresence love the love of god is uh, the love of god is a just love and if it's holiness of god again the holiness of is is a holiness immutable is an omniscient holiness like that so the attributes of god they are not they are not scattered god is not uh, not a compact sorry it's not a simple or meaning as different parts when we say simple it doesn't mean that god is simple simple what i mean by simple simplicity on the aspect of god is that god does not have a divided part it's not as if yeah. this one is it together it, the attribute of god is nature so it's love is justice you must see that as believers that even though god is yeah. just god neglect for his own righteousness just because it doesn't pamper sin even while he's yet doing that and expecting holiness from us is commanding holiness from us we are his children is because he loves us that is commanding holiness from us to begin to um maybe uh that we cannot even relate with him so let me show us a um, second corinthians i think second corinthians chapter 6 so we're going to chapter 6 verse 7 sorry verse 14 verse 17 okay verse 18 
I commanded in verse 14 that don't be only quality you don't believe us. What fellowship has righteousness and unrighteousness and all that. Then he now gave a direct because darkness and light cannot dwell together. God and mammon together. Uh, righteousness and unrighteousness cannot be together. They cannot cooperate. Wherefore, among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and do not touch on cleansing, and I will receive you. Look at verse 18. I will be a father unto you, my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. This is like a terrible God. Because the instruction is given is because if he wants to be the father of and because he wants to be father, we have to be separate. He cannot father us in that um, in that association. Chapter seven, verse one. For these promises, beloved, the word dearly beloved is my emphasis. Having therefore these promises dearly beloved. Now the promises of holiness, the promises of um, of. Uh, And others, uh, it is for it is because of the command rather, not promises, and the command of holiness and every other command is because God loves us, because of dearly beloved. He has promised that He will be our father, that's the promise there. It's because He loves us, and we are dearly beloved of the of it. That is why commanding that we should be holy. He says, Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness. That would be the fear of God. So it is obvious here that this fear of God that I'm talking about here is not is not the fear that uh, unbeliever. The reverential fear that we honor Him and we respect Him and we love Him. We love Him. He first loved us actually, so it is just like a return of love. Sometimes when we are even trying to give back this love, try, trying to say God, I love you, it's not always hundred percent. But we really love Him back the way He loves us. So his love, like I said, God is if God is infinite, his love is also his love. So for us. So now he loves us in Christ. And this only thing that is commanding is because he loves us and because uh wants to be a father unto us. And then we are to obey fear. So that is it. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So for the unbeliever, they don't even need this kind of love. And this kind of the, the kind of fear they need. Mm. Mm. All right, thank you. I get that. But I still have one more question here before we call it a wrap. Um okay. when we talk about sexual immorality, it's it's something that um we really do not talk about in in the world today, not even in the church, like we rarely talk about it in the church, and in the world as a whole. And let's talk about people that maybe in the past, or in the past, they've been, they've lived a wayward life, and they're finding it hard, now that they are, they are now in Christ, let's say they are now born again, they're finding it hard to actually come to that point of purity. They're finding it hard to even feel pure, because they are taught we haunt them, their past actions and imagination will come again for them and all of that. So what advice would you give to people or persons like this? And also, should should the change be gradual? Like um, somebody that maybe is battling with um, sexual immorality, 
um, not necessarily fornication, but maybe like masturbation and all of this. Should do do you expect that the change will be like instant, like immediately, or is it going to be a gradual thing like that? Okay. For okay, maybe I should start with the first one now. This whole uh, past of these things that we are talking about of sexual immorality and now they are and they are being haunted by their past and all that. I just want you to be reminded <clears throat> of the promises of uh, the Bible has made us know in First John one nine if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin the question is have you confessed the sins and if you are genuinely saved then you must have confessed the sins to god and if you have done that that god is faithful god is just and he has he honors his word more than his name so he will not break his word so he's faithful and just and has forgiven those sins. He has forgiven those I mean those sins. So you did you don't have to be um do enter the memory and all of you don't have to be you don't have to now become depressed or be sober unnecessarily and uh, to now begin to maybe think over it and you know. You have to be reminded that God has forgiven you the sin. Now, there's another place in, the, in, in this First John that we are considering. First uh, John chapter three verse twenty. First John three twenty says, "Your heart does condemn you. If your heart does condemn you, God is greater than your heart, and He knows all things. If your heart does condemn you, even after you have, and at times it comes back to you feeling." Um, sad and all, if your heart is still condemning you, God is greater than you, and He knows all. Greater than, greater than, than, feel, greater greater than this guilt that is coming back that you don't have to bear because Christ has forgiven you. So He's greater than your heart, and you know, I mean, He knows all things. So you have to be reminded of this. Another scripture that is coming out is uh, John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, Jesus Christ said, verse 37 all that the father has given me they will come to me and in me i will in no wise cast out him who comes to me i will in no wise cast out. have you come to jesus if you have come to him you can be assured that he's not going to cast you out with him and those memories don't have to disturbing you and be reminded of the love of god be reminded of the forgiveness of god and at the same time you have to feel your mind, God. That will help you. Uh, that will help you suppress you every of those imaginations and the guilt. That will help you uh, overcome them. It is the word of God. And then, when you begin to see the fruit, that indeed you are God's own. So that would be my advice for the first set. Then the other question about. Um, sorry, please remind me now. Yeah. Is um. Sexual immorality in whatever form, like vision or so, can it be okay. a gradual process or an instant thing, something that happens immediately? Now, I, I believe personally is if 
the moment we come to our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, in and uh, God begins. There's this work of regeneration. There's a work of regeneration that happens in our hearts. So what that the Bible made us know that we are dead in sins and trespasses. Dead meaning we cannot respond. So it's just like talking to a dead man. Dead man cannot hear you. Dead man doesn't have emotions. Dead man cannot feel. Dead man cannot. But now he has together Ephesians two. He has quickened us together with Christ. In quickening us, meaning he has resurrected us. He has made us new. He has regenerated us. That's the word to regenerate. So we were dead before. Now we have come alive. God and alive to the things of before now now there's a change there's a turn around we are now alive to the things of god now we are dead things from the kingdom of darkness so uh there is this new tone it is called repentance change of mind i begin to have a change of mind towards sin i begin to have a change of mind and of course a change of life that follows after that so what i feel is moment there is a new power that comes that when this power we are free from every of those things that we have been engaged in before. Now, uh, temptations will not the will. But like I said, we have every, we have the grace now. God has given us the grace. We have the power to say no to sin. Whether masturbation or that, you know, because it has become an habit before. So, like, we have the power to say no to Believe. True believer will say no to it. The true believer doesn't uh, make sin an habitual lifestyle. The true believer doesn't go on sin and sin and sin and sin. And if you ask him why you're doing this, he will say, One profession of faith, I said, Lord Jesus. I just go on and all that. that. No, the true believer doesn't do that. The true believer doesn't make sin a lifestyle. And the mistake, um, maybe at one time or the other, now, that is, is just like, you know, you don't, you don't continue in it. So you come to God and um, you are willing, you know, is, is the direction of life. Where is your life directed? Where are you going? You are walking towards perfection and you are aiming. So while you apply discipline and all of these things, we are expecting. Okay. But if it doesn't, we must be reminded that um, you come to God and you are seeking victory. Now, sin must be treated as a whole. Why seeking this victory? Treated as a whole. Don't just say this sin of masturbation or this sin of that. Treat it as a whole. God, you will deliver me. The promise that God gave uh, concerning the birth of our Lord Jesus to save his people from their sin, not he will forgive them their sin. Save them. There is salvation from. Sin. So it will save us from our sin. Victory can be attained. And so that's what I will say to uh, persons in that category. Wow. Thank you so much. You said victory can be attained. It will save us from our sins. That's wholesome and beautiful. And for the first question, the love of God is greater than our past. And also, it is important that we fill our minds with the word of God. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Alec. 
I mean, I'm sure this is a blessing to a lot of persons, and you know, they they are who are, are taking the the next step to their victory. Yeah, victory is sure with Christ. God is greater than our hearts. So do not let yes. your past out you. Do not let your imagination hurt you. Do not let your you know things that even your friends, people, people that know about your past. I yes, think one yes. thing that I, I learned of recent was the fact that sometimes it, it can be difficult to, you know, begin to portray yourself in the new light of Christ or in the light of Christ, in the in the presence of people that know your past, people that mm-hmm. maybe you used to be bad people together, you used to be prostitutes together, and now you're saying you've given your life to Christ, and then they're like, ah, no, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, you know, shine that light. Don't be afraid to shine the light. The light of God is now what you carry. And thus, you must share the light. You must shine the light. You must shine it consistently. The world must now know the difference between your past and the new person that you have. Yeah, on this note, we have come to the end of today's topic the role of fearing God in sexual activity. We've been able to check out on a lot of topics and, uh, you know, we have, we have, I've been blessed and I'm sure that um, the listeners too are also being blessed. Okay, so before we, we, we finally close for today, I want you to just like say words of prayer, say words of prayer to our listeners. All right. Uh, thank you. For having me on this podcast on this topic. Okay, so uh, before I pray, I would like to just say, give his guidance the kind of fear of two kinds now, godly and ungodly fear, so that we then so that we can have more like a reference to take home. I know there are a lot of references that are given. So, first Samuel mm-hmm. chapter two. So first. Uh, Verse 20 and verse 24. So, 1 Samuel 12 20 says, And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, fear not, you have done all this, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord of your heart. Verse 24 Only fear the Lord and with all your heart, for consider how great things he has done. Now, if you look at verse 20, he said, fear not. If you look at verse 24, he's saying, fear the Lord. So the fear in verse 20 is the ungodly fear that to consume us. We have said in this meeting that uh, God, uh, this is the kind of fear that unbelievers have for God. He's now saying there's a command for us, however, uh, Christians, that we should fear the Lord. Only fear the Lord in truth with all your heart. See how great things he has done for you. There's a clause in verse 25. If you shall still do wickedly, you both ye and your king. So I think we can take that home that there is no need for us to fear. Uh, in fear, uh, the condemnation for as many who are saved and for those who will be listening, perhaps you are not uh, genuinely come to our Lord Jesus is an opportunity for you. And as we have come to not become children of God, 
there is a responsibility. It is to a lot, and it will be seen in our with truth, and in that in our hearts, it is portrayed in our lifestyle. So thank you, Kaud. Our Lord and our God want to sincerely thank you for another opportunity. Thank you for your instructions. Thank you for your instructions on sexual purity. We have come to understand that it is because you love us. That is why you are making it command that we should be holy. Father to us. You want to be Father. You want to guide us. You want to uh, show yourself to us in diverse way. That is why you are instructing that we have said that holiness is not for uh, is not for the enemies of God. Is God. Lord, we cannot do this by ourselves. In fact, we have tried several times to be holy in thought, to be uh, to be holy uh, by rules and rules and regulations that we have did not work. Failed severally this afternoon. That you will release grace upon us. That this grace will teach us that indeed we walk in the reality of sin, not having dominion over us. That you help us to stay pure in thought. You help us to stay pure in our conduct. Help us to stay pure in our way of life, and we help us that deepness of life we indeed have the mark of it. We will indeed have the testimony of it within us and without. In the name of Jesus, thank you for all that our listeners. Thank you for everyone. Thank you because you will use this to cause a turn around in our lives for as many that are um, suffering from one thing or the other. For as many that are going through uh, doubts and unbelief. Lord, we are praying that indeed prove your love to them. You will make them seal the light. Confirm them in the faith in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name, Amen. we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you and we hope to invite you some other times. Hopefully, you honor our invitation <laughs> again. Yeah. Thank you. This was for today. Uh, episode. Thank you for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Also, if you would like me to improve on anything, please let me know in the comment section. And don't forget to follow, like, and share. Please, you can do well to help repost on your social medias and then you can tag at fave underscore favor or pay me going with the difference so that other people can see this and you know also listen to it talk about the podcast to one two three friends and you'll see how far we can go thank you for your support always and thank you for always coming back to listen to me if you would like to drop a message for me drop it in the comment section and um if you like oh the comment section is not okay for you my gmail is right in the description so don't feel to send your girl a message till next time bye